Welcome to the Culturally Distinct Podcast. This is your boy DJ KO. KJ couldn't be here today. So today we have uh, some special guests in the building. But before we get to the guests, uh, I'd like to thank you guys who've been subscribing to the show, peeping the show out. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in and sending me your comments, sending me everything that you guys want uh, to be seen on the show, want to be heard on the show. I hear you, I see you, and it's coming. So speaking of that, we have two special guests in the building. I think these two people are special to me because they went to a university that's dear to my heart, Southern University, shout out. So today we have, uh, to my left, we have Alan Hamilton. Yes, thank you. Welcome, thank you, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) And also we have Sonya Gaines. Yeah. (laughs) How you guys doing? We're doing great, how are you? I'm great, I'm awesome. That's good. Been having good. A, having a good day and it's raining day. It's been raining the whole week. It's been, it's been raining for weeks. Since April? <laughs> right. It's it's been, since April, for right. real. Yeah. It's literally been raining for weeks. I was in my yard. Uh, when was that? I was in my yard yesterday, and I can't cut the grass because it's been so saturated, right? Right, right. So my neighbors was like, man, I'm thinking about getting an ir- irrigation system. I said, irrigation for what? All this rain? What you need an irrigation system for, right? Right. That's, that's weird. Anyway. <laughs> So, where are you guys from? First of all, first and foremost, before you get started, where are you guys from? I'm from the north side of Houston, Texas. Oh, boo. Well, <laughs> 713 day was what? A couple of days ago? Yesterday. Right. Day before yesterday? Yeah, it was like two days ago, right? You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. 713. What you do? Homegrown. I am an attorney. I am an author. I own a business. I do okay. a lot of things. A, a renaissance type of chick. What type of attorney? I work at a nonprofit, so everything I do is to benefit low-income clients. I do a lot of record clearing. I do a lot of helping people who have been having run-ins with the criminal justice system just get reacclimated to, like, life and setting back up, re-entering society. So, okay, that's dope. I might need awesome, help with that. Awesome. Stay out of trouble, so we don't need to stay out of trouble. <laughs> I'm about to say that we don't have to do that. Name. I, can't, <laughs> I can't stay out of trouble. You know, it's it's a lot of action going on in Houston right now. You know, especially with the uh, pandemic. You know, we've been inside. It's been away. <laughs> we've been inside. But Houston, so Houston's been open for a while. Yes. 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 Since think, last summer. Since last summer. <laughs> I don't think I went inside yet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, Sion. Yes. Where yes. are you from? I am from Baton Rouge, okay. <laughs> Louisiana. Um, so I was born and raised there. Um, I've been in Houston now for about eight years. Okay. Um, and that's it. Are you from Baton Rouge or are you from St. Saint, Saint Francisville? <laughs> no, I'm actually from Baton Rouge. Okay. I grew, I grew up in Glen Oaks. Okay, Glen Oaks. So, oh, you hood. <laughs> you hood. You know, got a little, might have a little, oh, might okay. have a little bit. You throw, what, what y'all used to do? Uh, the, oh. the three, yeah. the three, no, threes no, up or no, something like that. Like you don't know. <laughs> threes up. Yeah. Yes. So, what made you guys? First of all, before we even get started, what made you guys go to HBCU? Oh, good question. Yeah. Um, my mother actually went to Southern University. And she was like, this is the only place my money is going to send you. Um, but fortunately, I actually got scholarships. Okay. Um, you know, although I am an AKA, I did receive a Delta scholarship. So I got a Delta scholarship Uh-oh. in college. And then I had other scholarships that paid my tuition at Southern University. Um, and I grew up in, you know, I was so I was immersed in the culture of what an HBCU is. Right. We went to football games every weekend. We would go to basketball games and some of the other programs that I was involved in, um, like Louisiana Leadership Institute and all that. Those programs are actually on the campus of Southern University. Mm-hmm. 
And so because of that exposure, I was like, okay, it's there's no other place that I would rather be. Yeah. Right? Um, and my HBCU experience has been second to none. Um, you get, you know, develop lifelong experiences that mm-hmm. prepare you for the world, um, as well as you get, you know, develop some lifelong friends right, that absolutely. you will, that, that will stick by your side forever, forever. you know? Right. So that was, that's my HBCU experience. So how you, well, how you went to, hold up, how did you have a scholarship <laughs> to be a Delta and you became AKA? it was not a scholarship to be a Delta. It was a sponsored, right. It was a scholarship that was sponsored by Delta. So I'm trying to figure out. So So if, if Delta sponsored you to pay, that's like me paying you to go somewhere, right? right. Like your mother said, your mother said she's going, her dollars is only going to HBCU. Right. And then she didn't even have to pay for me to go to school. So that's the crazy part. And then you went to Grambling. No, 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 hate right. I love right, right. And you know what? Guess what? I am a woman of Alpha Kappa Alpha, but DST, they are some amazing women too. So I applaud them for all the service and all the things that they do as well. But my love is AKA. Oh, that's dope. Okay. What you about know? you, Fallon? So I'll be honest. My Southern, I, Southern was not my first school of choice. I, I'll be very <laughs> honest. I wanted to do a HBCU, but I also kind of had football wife dreams. So I low-key, the person that I, my high school person that I was into, I kind of wanted to go to college with him just in case, you know, preparation for like mm-hmm. football and all these. So when I told my mama like, oh, it's going to be University of New Mexico, or it's going to be Texas Tech, all these schools, she was like, Girl, you ain't going to not neither one of them schools. <laughs> so then I kind of was like, okay, well, I'm not going to go to college with him. Then I was like, let me, I'm going to go to Xavier. Xavier sent me a scholarship that was not a full scholarship. Okay. And I was like, I ain't going to be able to do this. So then I kind of right. was like, well, I guess I ain't going to college. I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm going to do. And my aunt actually, like, applied for me to be in the honors college at Southern. And I got, like, all this stuff in the mail. And I'm like, what is this? And she was like... <laughs> Girl, Southern, like, I, you, here go an honest college, like, this a scholar, apply for this, do this, do this. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. So when we finally went to, like, visit, I, the minute I crossed that hump, I was like, mm, I'm going to be right here. So, <laughs> so I'm try, hold up, I'm trying to figure out. So you said New Mexico. Yeah. New Mexico. All these strange Division One college. I'm where he gonna play at type school. So, so you nothing were, was normal. You were like seriously preparing. I was, I was like, look, I'm gonna be in New Mexico. We gonna get this draft going. Mm-hmm. Like whatever happens, like it's So did he be... get drafted? No, he he did not. <laughs> no shade. He did not. But I feel like that was part of my life plan at that time right. when I was in high school. So that's kind of where my mentals were. Mm-hmm. So Southern was not and I probably never mentioned that on the record anywhere before, so don't nobody be mad at me. I didn't know that. So hold <laughs> nobody, on. Nobody, I so, never tell people you know, this. It's okay because yeah. guess what? It cultivated the person that you are today. It is. Like what? you know, changed my so, whole life. But right, right, I was I was literally on some. I'm gonna be a football wife. When I <laughs> <was> <laughs> in high school. What black person you know? <laughs> That want to go to New Mexico State. We was going where the scholarship offers were coming. So you was being a, a, a thought not. No. <laughs> Back then, the term, she was the being term, down for her look, man. The term, was, the term was Bapa in Houston. Oh, Back then, okay. God hadn't come to okay. be in play. But no, I was not one of those either. 
I just was trying to make sure that both of us were successful individuals and being there together. Mm-hmm. Like, you going to this strange state and all this stuff. Like, let me go with you so that right. we could both be successful. That was my mentality. But so let me ask you this. Where did he go? Where did he, the guy? He ended up going to college in New Mexico. Don't beat me up, wife. My aunt. Listen, that was, <laughs> we didn't, we that was 20, no that we 20 years no ago. Oh, we didn't say no ago. names. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, he ended up going to University of New Mexico, I believe. Okay. And I went to Southern. Did he went to the league? Didn't he go to the league? No. He did? He didn't go to the league. Oh, wait, you panned out better, so he was all right. He didn't go to the league. So, speaking of Houston, uh, we got another guest that joined us. Uh, you know how black people, they get late all the time, but, you know, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> we got my man Larry. Larry's a realtor. Yeah. In the building, what's good, brother? I can't complain, man. Everything is good. Just, you know how that H-Time traffic can do you from time to time. Hey, man. Look, I, I know. So I, I was on the girls early. I was talking. It was early. Yeah. You know? you know, brothers, we always late. We always leave the house when it's supposed to time to be there. Yeah, know? especially when it's, you know, it's a Thursday. They got a few happy hours going on. Oh, absolutely. On, you know? <laughs> we get mixed and caught up a little bit. <laughs> so, Larry, tell the people, where exactly what are you from? Okay. And, and what do you do? All right, I am here. I'm a Houstonian from Houston, Texas. Grew up on the south side of Houston, Texas in MLK, the block. Um, hey. I am a real estate broker. I have one of the largest uh, African-American or minority-owned brokers firms in Texas. I um, teach and coach other realtors how to become successful. That's what oh. I ask, That's my day-to-day now. That's dope. So I didn't, I didn't, get, I didn't get a chance to get to you guys first. With, with, well, you told me you're an attorney. Mm-hmm. And... Sonia, you didn't tell me yes, what you exactly what you do. I didn't tell you what I do. Yeah. Okay, so I am, so I have been a nurse for 13 years. Okay. Um. So I have my, look, look. I got my master's from Southern University and my bachelor's degree from Southern University. Hey. And I am also a realtor. I have been a realtor in the Houston area for about four years. Okay. Um. I absolutely love it. And it has been probably one of the most enjoyable experiences that I've had. You're making all the money, man. So look. Yes, she <laughs> is. So she got all kind got, of industries on lock. I'm like, we got we got a broker here. We got an attorney. We have a nurse and a realtor. All I need is $20. <laughs> <laughs> happy hour. <laughs> happy hour. Right? So let's get into uh let's get into real estate. I'm gonna get to you next, uh Fallon. But let's get into real estate. Right now, the market is a uh is a crazy market right now it's like it's Absolutely. like my house look i'm not gonna well one of my houses the equity went up to like 200 grand mm-hmm. that was like yeah, yeah. what's going yeah. on it's like is it a shortage of houses what like i don't understand well there there is pretty much a shortage of houses there are more buyers right now than there are sellers what so what it's, it's currently from? a seller's oh. market. Um, people are coming from California, um, New York. Actually, I just closed two couples oh. from New York. Um, oh. You know, a lot of people are moving here from di- just different areas, not just there. I mean, Nevada, any, yeah. like a lot of people just relocating from everywhere. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. And, really? and then the biggest part of the shortage is... These buyers were coming, you know, right. so Houston, we right. get over 250,000 new re- people relocating here every year. Mm-hmm. But the thing, the thing that really set this up to the market that we're in is the pandemic, because right. when okay. everything stopped, productivity stopped, mm-hmm. home making stopped. Right. Really? And then it's a lot of people, people a lot of people got, they're afraid to sell their houses as well, too. Mm-hmm. So Why? typically because where are they going to move? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So realistically, <laughs> you 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 can sell your house and you can make a, a probably a huge profit, but where are you gonna go? Mm-hmm. You know the builders are delayed. Um, I have a client 
who <laughs> just the other day they told us she signed a contract in May to build. The house is not going to be ready until February. Yeah. That's how long oh, it's yeah. taking. That's crazy. Because of production, <laughs> just like he said, That's right. production is wow. down. Um, they really don't, they, they are delayed on getting the materials yeah. that so, are supposed to be coming in. Okay, so so how how does that work? Because I was talking to a builder uh, last month mm-hmm. and uh, we have a project going and whatever and the anticipated time was August, and mm-hmm. this was probably back in March mm-hmm. for us for us uh anticip- anticipated time to finish the project was supposed to be in August, and now it's been delayed to December. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> is that is, is that really that much? Shut yeah, up? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just think about it. Why the lumber prices were like through mm-hmm. the roof? They're coming down now, but they were through True. the roof because. The production, like they stopped producing lumber because last year nobody was people. They were like, you know, builders are literally begging people to build houses. So now it is a seller's market. So the builders, they they literally they are they're actually um, if you go into the master plan communities and things like that, they're actually putting caps on how many homes they sell per month Mm -hmm. because they can't keep up. Like they cannot keep up with the productivity. Is that everywhere? That's across the country? Um, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Country. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much it is. I thought it was mostly in Texas. I know. Oh, no. In Louisiana, they're experiencing the same shortage on houses. Mm-hmm. The builders can't keep up. It's, it's pretty land? much the same. What about land? Land? Like land. Like What, what exactly? Not land to build, but land just to buy. Is it is it the land high? Is it expensive? Or? So I'll, I'll give you an example of some land. So um, my cousins, they took me out to Angleton. In January. In the country, yeah. Right. And they were like, okay, they they wanted to purchase some land. So I was like, okay. In Angleton? Like, you know, right. Right. Yeah. And I was like, no, exactly. You'll be surprised. So just think about it. Right. It's 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 gonna be a lot of people from California actually moving out. It's a new Cypress. You were yeah, I don't know about that, but it's gonna take you by surprise because it's like eventually right. But eventually it's going it will get there. So they bought some land in Angleton. The first First lot was eight thousand dollars. The second lot was nine thousand dollars. How big is the lot? So these are because of the the community that is okay. in. Like some of the lots are like forty two thousand square feet. But okay. you know, disclosure: it is in a flood zone and it floods heavily. <laughs> but people right. still buy there. Yep. You know, um, so the land that's how much they they were now. Now you can't find a piece of land out there for less than at least like twenty five grand. Wow. <laughs> and wow. that's from like that? that's from January. Oh wow! Yeah. Jeez. So land <laughs> land prices are going, going up. Back to Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Texas is expensive, man. Yeah. yeah, and and that's the thing, people. You know, but still, it's expensive. But even for people that are moving from New York and California, it's not as expensive for them to buy here. They've been saying people been buying with cash, right? Like, right. You know, like, like I, yeah. I left my house in Cali. Here well, I have you go, a neighbor. I have a neighbor that left San Francisco. He he sold. He had two houses in San Francisco. He was there for fifty years. He uh he sold a house. I think one of his houses sold for like two mil, and his other house sold for like one point five. He retired. Him and his wife retired. Oh, wow. They moved to Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Bought the house cash. Bought the cars cash, yeah. and they still got a lump sum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. And yeah, you know, that's when you retire, yeah, hey, that's the that's the life you're living, right? Right. You smoke right. cigars and weed every day. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's the> life. <laughs> no doubt. So Fallon, talk about it. You just wrote a book, another book, because you got like four of them, right? 
I have contributed to like four books. Yeah. Four books. Awesome. So last time I saw you had the Ood. An ode, ode, which is the book of poetry that I wrote <laughs> in 2018. Okay. I contributed on Superwoman Survival Stories, I think, right when we met up the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, I have contributed to the Southern University Alumni book, which is like an anthology talking about all the different alumni's experiences. I contributed to Love Letters to My Girls, which is like a kind of like a chicken soup for the soul type thing dedicated to black women and girls where you kind of are speaking on different life experiences. And most recently I did the foreword for part two of Superwoman Survival Stories. So that's awesome. So everything awesome. is predicated on women, right? <laughs> Those projects have been. The Southern University one is not. That's all for okay. everybody. But what I'm working on now is a fiction novel, which is going to be for, for everybody. You know I'm going with this next question. Mm, I do. Go go for it. Femininity, you know. Femininity. Go for it. Are you are you a feminist? And if you are, it's fine. I honestly feel like feminism is a term that white women use. Okay, talk about it. I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact of like black women necessarily Mm -hmm. being feminist. Right. Um, I am very pro-woman, pro-black woman as far as like progression, empowerment, and things of that nature, but. I'm also very old school when it comes to like some traditional roles. So some things that people would scream out is, Oh no, I'm a feminist. I don't want you doing that. I'm right. like, girl, bye. My daddy <laughs> pumped gas and watch car. Like I need like right, right. actual masculine traits that's coming through. Like I'm not tripping. I don't need to open nothing myself. Like I don't have a problem with that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, absolutely. I don't need none of that. Like I'm, 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 I was I'm, raised the same yeah, way, I'm, you know, I'm going to play all these domestic right. roles, whatever you need me to do. Okay. But I, yeah. no, yeah, I, yeah, I'm on that I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she cleared that answer. Right. Right. Okay. But I mean, Hey, that's how she really no, that's, feels. Yeah. That's I mean, it, I mean, it is what it is. Right. Like I, I'm not like people, I'll tell people like, "Oh, you're tall. I'm scared of you." No, sir, don't get me twisted. I ain't no, I ain't screaming no independent woman stuff. I need somebody. <laughs> I, I ain't screaming that at all. Like, I don't. I don't. That's know. a smart lady, right? Yeah. There. I don't, <laughs> yeah. Listen, we gonna figure this out together because it ain't. I ain't on that. Like, not at all. Like, respect to people who are like cool and making it, but just the way that I was brought up, that's unrealistic to me. Right. I ain't trying yeah. to be. Fist in the air. I don't need no man. I do. <laughs> Listen, I do. So that is you, a necessity. So, so do you consider yourself as being a submissive woman? For the right person, yes. Mm, okay. Now, there are some things that I, like, I'm not about to submit to somebody who is not capable of leading or somebody right. who is not able that, to that make also decisions. goes into your selection process right, right? like so you can't just <laughs> but up, they see they teaming up now, no right? no that's I, just I, it's the truth it's the truth it is the truth no it has talk. absolutely nothing to do with that it's about the selection yeah i mean we all have the ability to choose who who we're with yeah. right and so if that person displays that type of, you know, behavior or those actions, then of course you're willing to do that. Yeah. But if not, then I mean, you probably gonna exit the stage left anyway. Or you right? don't need to. Be. <laughs> yeah, some so, people are making. I'm liking answers. They nice, strong answers though. They, yeah, I, I like, agree with you. No, like yeah. all of that is cool, but that's not. I'm not trying to be eighty and like by myself. Like okay. all that independent on the beach is cute, <laughs> but I'm gonna need Papa all around. Like, <laughs> It's hard though. It's hard. Somebody gonna be having to kill these bugs up in here. I was, <laughs> I was out the other night, and um, and of course everybody knows that I'm married. So, but I was out the other night, and uh, <laughs> shout out to wife. I love her. <laughs> so, um, I was talking to a sister, man. She was married for fifteen years, fifteen years, and now she's recently divorced. 
And she was just talking about all the things that her husband used to do mm-hmm. and that she has nobody to do it for. Mm. Like like you said, wash the car, put the gas in, the, take out the trash. Right. And I'm like, man, I said, most women out here are single. I was like, it's hard. It's like we do it all. Hard. We do it all. It's hard out here, man. Especially in a city like Houston. Yeah, we do it all. It's hard. It's more right. females out here than men, so it's definitely right. Right. Little, so let me ask hearts. you guys this: And you guys are all, you know, young, mid-age. Why multiple jobs? Because you guys already have careers, right? Mm-hmm. You always, you guys have a a, a, a career going. You right. got about ten more years to retire. Why multiple jobs? Why more money? Why more access? Uh, achieving more? Why? Um, I can answer that easily. You know, like I've just never been a person to stay stagnant in in my life at all. You know, um, growing up, my father worked multiple jobs. Um, I saw him, you know, he didn't make a whole lot of money, but I, I didn't feel like that. You know, I was always taken care of. I always got what I wanted. And so growing up, seeing that type of hustle and that type of drive, you know, was always something that I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I've always just had multiple jobs, even like starting with nursing. I've had multiple nursing jobs and then I got into real estate and I was like, hmm, okay, so like I can I can do this. So now, you know, everything that I do. you know, leads to something else. You know, I got into nursing. Nursing has, you know, gap, you know, bridged the gap. And now I am in real estate. So real estate is going to bridge another gap to some other, you know, business ventures that I have coming along in the near future. And then on to some other things. So it's like, why, why, you know, why stay in one position when you can be and grow into so much more you know the sky is the limit like you know like literally you don't want to get to a point and you know just stop you stop right and then i oh and and when it comes down to you know your jobs and things like that you know yeah your job is loyal to you but how long yeah you know i totally agree i think that for me it was kind of like a natural progression my first career was real estate got into real estate and the stage of real estate of always speaking and being in front of the right people led to me authoring books because people wanted to know how did I succeed? How did I make those things happen? So those goes into books and then they turn into speaking engagements, Mm -hmm. speaking engagements turned into, I mean, you're always so busy, man, you just got a pure hustle about you. It turned into my clothing line, the pure hustle clothing brand. And then the philanthropy, the the work of always giving back to others turned into a grandparents love, which is nonprofit that I have. And so yeah. it's just one of those things that it just seems like as you grew, more opportunities just came in front right, of you. Not right. that you, you know, you desire to create them yourself, but the lane was there. Right, right, and if yeah. enough people ask you to step into it, you know, you walk into that void and you build something there. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with them. It's like yeah. once you start putting out that energy, like good things start coming to you. Absolutely. If you are a servant type person, there's no way that you can just be stagnant. Like other opportunities are yep. going to present themselves. Right, You're always right. going to want more. The ambition is just natural for some people. Like even you, mm-hmm. you got most, multiple hustles too. You know the, you right, know the, na- right. you know the mm-hmm. answer to this question. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Like we are not a people who are just about being stagnant. Like that's one thing right, I can say. Right. Like everybody I know has like goals, ambitions. Like right. if you don't have one hustle, you got something else brewing in the back burner. Like right, we are right. all of a generation where we all got that go get it mentality. Mm-hmm. And I like, right. love it. And it's yeah. like, why just do one thing yeah. when you can do multiple things, you know? So, yeah. The reason why I asked that question, because I'm leading up to another one. 
Oh, 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 oh. So, I knew it was going somewhere. <laughs> I seen that look in your eyes. I knew it was going somewhere. And look, we all just we like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like we like we pumping each other up yeah. on it and everything. Like my thing is, I'm big on I'm big on uh, agreeance, and I'm big on uh, people coming together and working together for the mission and the goal. Right? We all have these tasks. We all have these accomplishments. We all have this money. We all have these businesses. Mm-hmm. Do we? Teach, go back, what, what is it, teach one, reach one? Do we go yeah. reach oh, one, yes. teach one? Or do we keep it to ourselves? Oh, no. I don't know. I I think that, you know, if anybody and people that know me, um, if they want to come to me and talk to me about anything that I do, I'm, I'm down, you know? Okay. Like, I'm not going to tell you do this, do that, but I'll tell you how to get there, yeah. you right. know? Um, and the thing is, um, and you know, with experience with real estate, you know, a lot of people want to sit down and they want to talk to you, but they don't want to necessarily do the work that comes with it, That's right. you know? And so I think that we can give back and I, I absolutely love to give back. I love to talk to people, but we also have to get people that are truly engaged in order to give back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think when you have those types of people that are like each one of you in this room, I see that y'all hustlers, you go getters, that type of stuff. So you don't mind having conversations with those types of people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you want to see it like, you know, just all around. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want it to just be the four of us in here that feel like that. You want it to be more of us like that are doing it. Yeah. Right, like right, that right. You want to, like, upgrade them. Yeah. And, you know, Zig Ziglar said it best. He said that if you help enough other people get mm-hmm. what they want, you'll eventually get yeah, all of the things want. you want. So, right. I mean, giving is giving has always been the foundation of who I am because I have seen success from it. The more I pour into others, my blessings just flood in. Yes, I've always yes, been famous. And it's just, yeah. and, and I don't know what, I don't know if it's just a seed that's being planted when you're mm-hmm. doing that, but yes, right. I think you most definitely have to reach back and give to the others. Right. And I mean, I may not can point out or identify the exact person that changed my life, but I know that one of my little league football coaches was the first person to stand up for me Okay. to my grandmother to say we want this kid to play this game we're gonna come pick him up we're gonna make sure that he gets his homework done before we pick him up and that led to me eventually years later having a full football scholarship that allowed me to get a degree that changed the history and the dynamics of my family okay. to be right. a generation curse breaker right. and so yeah yeah you gotta reach back so mindset also the mindset of uh the individuals because we have a lot of people that we have peers that that's making good money that's in business is doing a lot of successful things, but their mindset is still right, right. my, 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 yep. my, right, my, right. my, So let me ask you guys this, because both of you guys have books, right? And I want to know, because I'm trying to write a book. <laughs> so I got to pick your brain on that, right? The startup, the very first thing. What, what is the very first thing in writing a book, the approach of writing a book? I would say being open and honest and vulnerable to tell your truth, regardless of what type of story you got to tell. Like, it's somebody out there who needs to hear it, whether right. it's fiction, whether it's nonfiction, whether okay. it's a to-do list of books, like mm-hmm. a do, a story, whatever. Like, there's an audience for everybody. So if someone were to ask me, like, oh, how'd you do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's no reason to keep information because right. the story you have to tell is uniquely yours. Like, your story is going to be yours. No one's... Pen and paper, or just have just, just or do it audio. Yeah, you got audio devices all around. You could yeah, you could just start app. spitting it out yeah. audio right. wise, uh, and app. then you can have somebody else to come through and edit and help organize it. The or company that I use helped me transcribe a lot of my words. Okay, yeah. So I That's did mine awesome. more. My second book was transcribed. 
Okay. Okay. Something. Y'all taught me something. Like, just just yeah. do it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I brought y'all to pick your brand. So we'll be looking for a book from you soon. Hey, you spoke it. It's coming. Right. That's what you you have to speak what you seek until you see what you say it. So look, in saying that, we talking about let's talk about not religion but spirituality. Okay. How important is spirituality in you guys' profession and you guys' Ooh, walk in life? Because these terms you guys period. give, you said favor, you said spirit, <laughs> you said well, you, you were know, praying in tongues earlier. That's, like, that's the foundation <laughs> of my life. Okay. Okay. Like I grew up in church, mm. but you know, I grew up praying. <laughs> you know, right. seeking God in everything that I do. Um, I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> all that I am, all that I have is because of God, okay. you know? Um, so spirituality is a huge thing um, in my in, in my business, um, in my life in general, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I was I was reared in the church as well. So I most definitely have faith. I don't judge those that don't. It's just as long as I'm not dealing with people that think that they're the end all be all. As long as you right. feel like there's a source that's higher than you, then there's room for you to be great. But if as as soon as you think that you're the you're the you're the top of the the totem pole, then that's the problem. You're the so, source. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't be yeah. the source, in my opinion. Right. Now I didn't grow up in church, but it was something that my grandma, my family was based like religious, mm-hmm. whatever. Just I just didn't grow up like that. So mm-hmm. when I went to law school, it was kind of like life is so wild. Like you're seeing all these things happening with people. Like you have to have something to lean on. You have to have some faith. So I started going to church with one of my friends in law school. Mm-hmm. Got baptized, did all these things, and then just kind of kept on with it because, like, being an attorney, you see so much, and you see so much grief, and you just see so much bad stuff happen to people all the time. Like, you have to have something. I've always been, like, really big on, like, just blessings coming to you, like, speaking things into existence, and all of that is, like, church Manifestation. Right. (laughs) But it's just, like, from a perspective of not being a kid at Bible school and all of that. Like, these are things that I had to come into in adulthood. Yeah. That's wonderful. So, Larry, let's talk about your clothing line. Okay. Pure Hustle. Yeah. The name itself, I know it's self-explanatory, but where did it come from? Where did it arise from? You know, it was it was a buddy of mine that I grew up with in South Park. Um, had a he has a clothing boutique store. He's from Houston, right? From Houston. From Houston. Okay. Yeah. So, um, he and I was talking one day. We were supposed to catch up, but I was catching a flight to go for a speaking engagement. He was just like, "Man, you always on the go. Man, you just, I mean, I just, I said it's the hustle." And then he's like, "Man, you got pure hustle." And then next thing I know, I get back to the city and he's like, he's showing me the image and I'm like, oh, oh, that's a lie. Okay. And next thing you know, we've been pushing the brand out. So, so you know, long, one day. How long have you been doing it? Two years. Two years? That's okay. awesome. So yeah. one day, you know, we look, we, we hope to look up and someone done bought us out. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to do it like Jay Z and Sean, (laughs) how Puffy did Sean John. We just Mm -hmm. want to get rid of it one day. Look, you have you have a good friend too that that took that like you know that's a that's That's somebody that you stick with all the time because to to take that from you and to then to turn it it, right to turn it around like that man that's 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 amazing. That's that's why that's why you get it. It's funny because it's one of so it's one of my guys that I talk to all the time and again he's in uh you know in his shop he could sell a plain white t-shirt for 15 dollars okay. in the hood people come through they just buy t-shirts like nothing right. you know right. but for him he does a lot of the press work for us as well and so but i'm more of around the world so i do a lot of travel so i'm more you people will probably see and identify me more with the brand because of that okay mm-hmm. but ideally i do have a partner in it and he's he's one of my best friends so we've been 
you know, ride or die for many years. But that's dope. Literally. That's awesome. Childhood. But you know what, though? You guys, all you guys' stories kind of similar because you're from South Park, right? Mm-hmm. South Park, which is the hood. Which is the hood. Acreson, which is the hood. So and you guys are all successful. Well, we would call successful, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys come from the hood. Come from well, I'm gonna say this. When I say hood, some people think it's a Right, right. Everybody, you know, you're making <laughs> seventy grand a year, the average family. I'm talking about hood. Y'all coming from the hood where it's impoverished condition. Yeah. A lot of crackheads on the corner, Zion City. <laughs> right? so, but see, I didn't stay that close to Zion City. Oh, okay. But you guys made it out of there. So, right. I want to, because the thing is, I want to know the mindset of you guys in the everyday lifestyle because that stays with you because that's part of your foundation yeah. in business. Right. So, when you in these boardrooms or when you with these clients or when you with these different people, you know, these different. People, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. They have yeah. a different way of yeah. understanding things. Pull yourself up by your bootstrap. You know yeah. what I mean? Stuff like that. So I'm it's like that it's like how do I manage? How do I manage that professionalism and not reach back to my hood ways? Oh, I think we have saying? an advantage. I, I definitely think we have an advantage. Um, for me, just being able to relate to people and know that. Good things can happen, like bad things can happen to good people. It's, mm-hmm. it's good people that get caught up all the time. Right. Right. The legal system is not necessarily set up f- as an equal playing field. So right. just right. having that knowledge that, okay, I know people who have gotten caught up like this, or I know people who have been in situations mm-hmm. like this, I feel like my perspective is different because I can see both sides of the story without mm-hmm. judgment. Yeah. I can know that, okay, if I could do it, I can, like, go back and speak to kids in my high school and be like, you could do it, too. Like, I mm-hmm. live on this street. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you could do the right. same thing. Like, it gives a better perspective. It it kind of motivates you more. It kind of gives you, like, that hustle mentality. Like, you it know does. what you don't. <laughs> you know what you don't want. So you're, you're, or you don't want to go back yeah, to. Yeah, like, laser <laughs> focused on yep. what you need. And then my daddy wasn't playing no games with no foolishness, so it was gonna it was gonna be mm-hmm. successful regardless. Right. And that's that's how my mother was. Yeah, it I was mean, gonna like be no games I, I had no choice. Like I was afraid of her, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so it it was that's how she reared me, you yeah. know. Um, and yes, I grew up in that area, but you know, but you still know, people, can go back. And be exactly, like, I can fit in with well, the best, you know. So the thing is, we all went to school together, right? Okay. Okay. So at homecoming, I see I see the other side of them. So look, <laughs> so, well, a couple of drinks to get going. Hey, look. You know, we but we we maintain our professionalism in Absolutely. those boardrooms. So, sure you know, and now that's that's one thing you you will learn from Southern University. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, right, that's definitely, a thing, man. Um, I want to know. What you guys got coming? What you guys, I know you got a thousand books. <laughs> Listen, every time I see it, she got a new book. I'm like, damn, Fallon, you need to be my publisher or something, man. What you guys got coming? I'm going to say, find me a husband and I'll slow down. <laughs> oh, that's right. Fallon. You know what that means? Like, that's that's you know what that means? That means that she <laughs> needs to come back for a, a husband, a husband podcast. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you, I, I may not have as much give time. Give the DNA and what they supposed to look like. <laughs> So, uh-huh. All right, watch this. Watch this. Watch this, Sonny. Watch this. Uh-huh. Larry, are you single? Uh, depends on what day you at. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> depends on what day and time it is. Yeah, yeah, it depends. So you know what? Look, being single is a good thing right now. It's a it's a blessing. It's a blessing 
to be single because once you get locked up with somebody, man, it's so you said locked, locked up. It's like prison. Why are we using this terminology? But it's not. It's not a bad thing. I don't thing. think it's prison. No, it's not a bad thing. You, you just you just stuck with that person. But so that's I good feel thing. like a, stuck with that person. I'm gonna edit this shit. I would love to right. A group like I don't. I don't. I don't see the prison analogy. I see like partnership. Okay. Somebody we compatible with that we can. I don't know. Some I hear you on that prison stuff, though. <laughs> prison? It is lockdown. Were you married before? I, I have been. Okay. Okay. Lockdown. That's funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it is funny, though. I'm sorry. That was a good one. <laughs> so the thing is, we're not saying it because as, as men, we're looking at it from a providing standpoint. Because we got we, in our mind, we feel like we have to provide all the time. Even though you guys might have it, but we still... If a real man, he wants to provide at all times. So the thing is, when you you wake up and you don't have it, or you don't have the energy or the capacity to, you know, to love or whatever, you still got to do it. Yep. Right. So that's why. But but I, but I think that women, women have to do it too, though. Like even as a, as a wife, even, you know, even when you're not feeling it, you still have to be a wife. You still have to be a mother. You still got to cook for your kids. So you, you still No, I'm not, but I'm just saying. Boyfriend? You got no, a boyfriend? No, I'm single. Oh, it's a but, single woman talking. But, See what I'm but saying? No, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it, as a role, as, a, you know, we were, we were just sitting here talking about, you know, how you want a man to be a man, and then you want to be that woman too, right? Yeah. So you still have all those responsibilities, just like you said you struggle you know, with wanting to get up and provide and things like that. Women struggle with want, wanting to get up. Like, you I know, gotta sure they got to get good. the kids together, take, you know, drop them off at school, you know, feed them breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever the case might be, right? Yeah. So I feel like it goes both ways. So what I'm going to do is this. Since you guys said that, <laughs> this gave me a thought. I'm going to bring these two guys right here, these two females, since they're single. Yeah. I'm going to bring them on a um, – a dating podcast where oh, we're gonna have gosh. a speed dating. We're gonna do a speed dating. Oh, speed dating on yeah. a podcast. I'm gonna watch that one. Oh, I, yeah. A speed dating, right? <laughs> we wanna know the game. We wanna know the we wanna know the idea behind because the thing is, going into something new is fresh. Mm-hmm. But when you with that person for two or three years and, and that it hasn't changed, you're like, man, I'm tired of this. <laughs> But what, when you say it, has, it hasn't changed, what hasn't changed? What do you want to change? Like, what hasn't changed? Because people don't change. Are we not growing together? Like, are we not But people, people, together? people typically don't change unless they, don't. they want to change. Especially at our age. So, so if you, so, you exactly. Like, so if the person, they are who they are in their moment. So if you're not okay with that person on that day, at that time right. of that week, of that month, that year, then it's just, I don't know what else to say. Like, you have to be accepting of who they are. So like what happens people, is this. This is what happens. This is my, and this is my experience. Like, now we talk, about, like, now we, now we going around. Oh, oh, none of this going to make it on that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, but no, I'm not saying from my marriage. I'm talking about prior to marriage. My thing is this. As a man, we look at it from a standpoint of, okay, this woman is beautiful. She's articulate. She's... Uh, she has an understanding of business, blah, blah, blah. But she has some things that we don't like, mm-hmm. right? So over time, and this a lot of people, over time we think it's going to change because we love each other. We're consistent it's with not. each other. Yeah. We're consistent with, okay, and, and I'm consistent in telling her this is what pleases me. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Right? It's not going to change. Head. Yeah, I, want it, I want you to be a it's freak not, sometimes. It's they not change, gonna man. change. It's like that's it's, the thing. These, so whoever you, whoever you marry, 
They are who they are. And they don't like, change because they ain't got the pressure on them no more. Like, if you right. really want them to change, because, you got to have that pressure. But, you got to keep them as a side piece or whoever but, they but, is. Okay, you okay, there, there. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm trying to talk okay. about putting the pressure on them. What's going to be good? Wait, wait, wait a minute, hold okay. on. Okay. Wait, look, pump we the brakes. Pump the brakes. Okay. We're talking about side pieces. Come on. Right, right. So, so, this is, so this is the thing. Any respectable woman is not going to do that. <laughs> like, respectable. They also keep me. pressure on Right. But this is the thing. Even with men. Like it, it goes both ways. I'm not gonna say because women do the same thing. Okay. You change temporarily, yeah. right? Make you tell that person what you want. They're they're gonna fix it in that moment. Yeah, you know. And so it, you fit right in that in that moment. So you might get that person to be whoever they are temporarily, maybe a month, two months, and that's a stretch, yeah. you know. And after that, they're that gonna go back gone. to the same person that they are because they didn't change because they wanted to change. They changed because you wanted them to change. Yeah. That's the difference. But over time, I know that's what I'm saying. So over time, if a person does that and they get a divorce or they get separated, they're going to say, well, the only reason I was in that situation because I was doing this for that person. Over time, that's going to that's right. not gonna you, You're not going to be happy. Right. They're not going to be happy. But that's a lot of situations, though. I mean, right. but that's the... But, I mean, I think that people let themselves down more than they do other people. So I do think a motivational factor or a lot of people's why should either be their spouse or the the love that they want from their right. spouse. Like, that should have to be your why because if yeah. it's based on you, you're going to let yourself down all the time. Right, right, right. And I think that you should be willing to make those adjustments if you think in long term. When people are not willing right. to make those adjustments, then they can't be thinking that this is going to last long time. Like, at some point, right. some person gets burnt out, even if it's a, a man and he's I think we the most thing that they say we always come in on is a woman's size right even if I'm letting you know baby I know it's doable because I'm baby. seeing it right? big, baby. I'm just telling you up front and I think we could do this or even if if the wife is like listen boo you know like I'm tired of telling you every week you got to get out there and rake the yard yeah. they, they, right. we shouldn't have to right. get a notice for this every week right. but it's those things that people get tired of and you know it may be a year later and it just blows up yeah. right right and so you gotta make those changes yeah but oh. you also need to notice those things from the beginning. Yep. Yeah. Because if those are red flags and some things that you cannot deal with, then you right. then you need to let it go. And I think that a lot of people are afraid to walk away because they one, they feel like, you know, like we it's like you said, you're no like option. you're right. You you're right, you're right, you're, you're here. There are no other options and this is all I got. You know what I mean? Better right lie. Cause she said <laughs> she having sure a piece of man is better than having no man at she all. Was telling the truth. That yeah, she is a lie. Tell the truth. That, is, is, the, hey, that, that is, is the ultimate lie. That was the 1970s no. lie. No, I just seen a girl on a treadmill the other day saying the same thing. She was like, girl, what makes you think y'all supposed to have y'all own man? Y'all better shut up, man. That's what? what she said. This is what she said. Right. So look at this. Look at this. All right. Look at how how men, women outnumber men. Oh, yeah. absolutely. So now I'm not saying I'm not saying have a polygamous relationship. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. If I want to be happy with this little small piece of happiness, and I know this man isn't mine, so the time since I had a song, <laughs> the weekend, how can right? You even be happy. Uh, if, oh what God. if you walk the nigga they, on Tuesday? <laughs> and it's they got that. They're like, hold on. Now. There are a lot of songs that are related to Scissor being said a side Monday piece. and Tuesday, okay. you can have them. Send them out the weekend for me. What if I want to go somewhere Wednesday night? Yeah, well, you know what? Jamie Foxx had the weekend lover song. 
Hey. So do men feel the same way? Hey. I don't I honestly don't think no man would be cool with They just, are not. Like, men do not like you. They don't like, like they don't want to share. you on Friday, baby, but you Saturday know I'm going to be with Craig. Like y'all would not be comfortable. <laughs> Actually, they would not. So I, I can answer that question. Y'all would not. Right. Be right. I, think a dude, I think a dude would be cool with a woman having another man. And you like the woman? Would you like, be cool you like with her that? more than it, just the smash? Would you be cool, no, 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 Larry? No, 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 would you be cool with that? Would I be cool with dating somebody that shared? <laughs> would I be cool with sharing someone or yeah. being shared? Well, that's one. Yeah. Yes, I would be cool with either one of them. Oh, see, okay. I'm open minded to it. Let's most, go. You most, sure, what's man? your sign? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say most, and I know you ain't, you ain't gonna I, be no it, Libra it, it, or whatever. You ain't gonna be certain signs. I am a Libra. Okay. Oh, see. Yeah. But but here's my thought though. But here's the thought behind it though. Again, I think it just depends on where you are, what lane you're in, like. You know, at what age range you're dating in, all of that kind of stuff plays a role in the, my thought process behind that. So we've been dating a whole year. You just sprung, like, you just nose open, whatever. And I'd be <laughs> like, you know what? You, you got to go speak where? All right, cool. Me and Adam about to go uh, <laughs> on a date to Cancun, baby. Yeah, that, ain't, yeah, that you, wouldn't be me, though. You good with that? Nah, yeah, that's too long. I ain't dating you well, that long. Well, six months. Six <laughs> months. Yeah. Maybe six, like oh, six three, months. A three-month kind of guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's time to change out. It's time to change out after three months, baby. Wait, you asked the, the wrong person. You don't even know somebody after three months. Like, I'm going to like, would you be this. cool? I want all the fun moments. That's it. I just want to have a great yeah, time. Right. It starts to fade out about three months. So it's, it's like a new I, car, right? I, I, like I, I think you need to take that, that pure off and just have hustle. I'm teasing, ladies. This is my last question for the evening. I know you guys have to go. And uh, happy I was almost over, so I got to catch up. Happy, <laughs> happy I was so, over. Uh, I think Larry mentioned this: the why. Why is it the way the things that you do? Why do you do them? And this is a question for all three of you guys. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> why I gotta go first? <laughs> I go first. You, you go. You go, you go first. No problem. Um, my why is simple. My why is, is my generation. My why is to break, break the generational curse of the Brooks family. And so I've done a great job at starting that, but my bigger why is to make sure that my son and his son and his sons have things that I leave for them. Okay. So my biggest why is just to leave a legacy, and I'm not playing with it at all. My decisions, every decision I make is about the legacy. And I'm not talking about two or three generations. I'm trying to be at least 20, 20 generations deep by the time I'm done with what I'm doing. So... That's my, that's my awesome. why, and I think that it's, it's a strong why because it's something that's a goal that needs to be reached, and only people that are doing it are people that's up every day hustling to get to that why. Yeah. So that's it's dope. Way I bigger agree. than me. I think for me my why is because there's so many people who have been stuck with, like, the why nots and, like, told that they yeah. can't do things that I feel obligated to be a voice for the voiceless. I, ha I feel, like, obligated to tell my story, to tell my family's story, to – let the world know what we came from and yeah. how we've been and where we're going. Like, it's just like a, a, a obligation to just preserve that and like, make sure that nobody's sitting up in acres homes, like right. down the street from where I was. And like, just thinking that that's it for them. Like, I just feel like I have to let people know that it's available. It's mm -hmm. out there. Right. Right. And you can do it. So that's like me. That's all I really care about. So, so. Okay. So I would say, um, my why is just because 
of how I was raised, um, I would say my parents have been like the biggest factor for me. Um, both my parents are deceased, but um, everything that I have done and everything that I have become has been because of them. Um, and so because they reared me to be the woman that I am today, um, a, a lot of what I do is, you know, that, you know, my thoughts of them looking down from heaven, being proud of me, mm-hmm. being, you know, you know, just so grateful to God that they they did what they did for me. Um, and, of course, my ability to be able to give back as well. You know, I love the fact that I can go and have conversations with people. I can talk to people. I can tell people, you know, that, yes, I struggle doing this, but you can be better, you know, and tell them, you know, what I did wrong that can hopefully, you know, potentially help them in the future. You know, yeah. let my mistakes be your mistakes so you don't make those mistakes, right. you know. So that would be my why. That's dope. That's dope. So what kind of people find you guys? Handles, books, websites, what you guys got going? What can they find you guys? Okay. <clears throat> so um, my name is Sonya Gaines. But my, uh, so I have a website. My, name, uh, my website is Sonya G Sold It. S-O-N-Y-A, <laughs> G as in Gail, sold it at, um, actually, .com is my website, but my email is it at gmail.com. Um, my Instagram is capital underscore gains. Okay. Um, you know, thought that I was pretty, I, really I, was, like, I was like, I thought that was pretty dope, like right, yeah, right? Yeah, so like capital with a K, um, underscore gains, G-A-I-N-E-S is my Instagram. Um, I have Facebook, it's Sonya R. Gaines, Realtor at Jamebird Properties, okay. if you um, search me there. Dope. I'm all on the internet. Website is <laughs> freneehamilton.com, um, notorious underscore foul on Instagram, Clubhouse, Twitter, um, Facebook, author Ephrene Hamilton. Dope. I'm all over there. Your books, your books. Oh, the books, I have copies available. You can purchase from my website, Ephrene Hamilton, or you can go straight to Amazon and get them if you like. For the Southern book, if you purchase it off of Amazon, a part of the proceeds does go back to the so, university, so ramp it, up, awesome. ramp it up. Ramp it up. Listen, listen, I was getting this question quite often, so I decided to put everything in one spot for you people out there. So Larry W. Brooks, a.k.a. Mr. Pure Hustle, a.k.a. Mr. Texas Real Estate King, you can find me at LarryWBrooks.com. You'll be able to book me for speaking engagement, consulting, find the Pure Hustle gear, find the books that I've authored. Um, in addition to that, my IG handle is at Texas Real Estate King. So it's a pleasure to have been in front of you today. Dope, dope. I appreciate you all you guys coming through. Thank you um, for the opportunity. And, uh, I told you guys, I'm going to have you guys on. You're going to see these two guys again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have you on there, too. Matter of fact, everybody's saying, oh, I'm going to have these three guys again on the dating series. I don't know if Larry series. wants to come back. Larry he, don't, because I don't want to get none of y'all Larry, no facts. <laughs> Larry said he, he has a three-month rule. <laughs> right. so. I said three-month rule. <laughs> three I, I don't know if Larry wants to come back or not. They're going to be lined up for that one. Three months. Well, what is it? What are you doing in three months? Right, right. So I'm going to bring these guys back for the dating show. We're going to have a panel of four, oh goodness. four women, four men <laughs> about here in Houston and, and being the challenges of dating here in, in the Houston area. But uh, I thank you guys for uh, tuning in to the show. Make sure you hit these people up on their on their Instagrams, on their websites. Make sure you purchase some of their uh, apparel. Make sure you purchase some of their material. Uh, I thank you guys for uh, tuning in. This is your boy, DJ KO. Blessings. Much love. Peace. <laughs>